Chapter Twenty Three of Tom Playfair or Making a Start by Francis J. Finn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Twenty Three, in which the Knickerbockers play the Red Clippers. High mass on All Saints' Day had just ended. In one corner of the small yard, a knot of boys had gathered together and were indulging in a hearty laugh. Oh, Jupiter, Pitch exclaimed, won't we do em up? They're pretty cool for little fellows, remarked Harry Jones, the field captain of the Red Clippers. He was holding in his hand a note. What's the fun? asked George Keenan, who had arrived late on the scene. The best joke of the season, George, said Conway. Go on, read it to him, Henry. Listen to this, said Henry with a smile. St. Mars College, November 1st, 18. Mr. Henry Jones. Dear Sir, we, the Knickerbocker Club of St. Mars College, do hereby challenge the Red Clippers to a game of baseball to be played on the afternoon of All Saints Day. Respectfully, Thomas Playfair, Captain and Catcher, Henry Quip, Pitcher, Joseph White, First Base, William Ruthers, Second Base, James Aldine, Shortstop, Henry Conley, Third Base, Henry Underwood, right field, Frank McRoy, center field, Lorenz Leary, left field. But George did not laugh. Those fellows, he said gravely, may be little, but they are no slouches. As for ourselves, we have not played a game the last three weeks, and some of you fellows need practice badly. Ah, oh, pshaw, said Pitch. We need no practice for them. I batted against Quip's pitching last year, and I can knock him all over. Despite George's doubts, the Red Clippers decided to play their opponents without preparation. Soon after dinner, accordingly, all the small boys hurried from the yard to the baseball field beyond the blue grass, where they were presently swelled in number by the arrival of the senior students, who, having heard of Tom as an exorcist, and known him as captain of the snow fort, were anxious to study his methods in the national game. At five minutes to two, Henry Jones sent a five-cent piece spinning in the air, heads said tom heads it was and the captain of the knickerbockers chose to play the outs time play bawled the umpire as george keenan stepped up to the bat the ball that came from harry's hands seemed to be in a great hurry it fairly crossed the plate but was too high one ball then came another ball swift and low two balls the third ball was tempting and just where george wanted it but it was one of those deceitfully slow balls and almost sailed over the plate some little time after george struck at it the batsman had lunged vigorously and as the resistance of the air was mild he whirled round and was within an ace of losing his balance before he could recover himself another ball shot by straight and swift two strikes cried the umpire the crowd laughed george tried to look easy and tom stepped up behind the bat george struck at the next ball but he was too slow, and walked away wearing the hollow mask of a smile, while the crowd, always in favor of the smaller boy, applauded lustily. Shane next came to the bat, only to go out on a foul, captured on the run by Henry Conley. Pitch followed with an easy bounder to the pitcher, and amid lifting of voices and casting of caps, the Red Clippers took the field. Harry opened the innings for his side by popping up an easy fly back of the pitcher and before reaching first base, changed his mind and went for a drink of water. Tom now advanced to the bat, 
and after two strikes knocked a sharp grounder to pitch he was covering short as the ball went through pitch's legs tom ran to second then arose a shout of triumph from the crowd as joe white drove a low liner straight over third earning second for himself and bringing in tom willie brothers gave variety to this stage of the game by striking out aldine followed with a high fly toward short pitch and conway who played third both ran for it a collision followed and ball third baseman and shortstop rolled in three several directions you idiot what did you do that for pitch blurted who me inquired conway as he picked himself up and began rubbing his head yes you oh i thought you were talking to the ball i couldn't help it i wouldn't strike against your head for a fortune if i could help myself taking advantage of this altercation joe who had stolen third ran home the next batter harry underwood knocked a vicious grounder between first and second but john donnell was there and threw him out with ease my baseball readers must have already perceived tom's motive in training his men to turn on the ball the weak points of the red clippers were third and short in the second inning after a three-bagger by donnell conway made a clean hit and sent john home presently conway saw a good chance to steal second the baseman was playing far off his bag just as soon then as the pitcher delivered his ball conway made a bold dash for second and thereby fell into one of tom's snares the shortstop of the knickerbockers was there caught the ball from tom and touched the runner out in their half of the second inning tom's nine covered themselves with honors and their opponents especially pitch and conway with airs the third and fourth innings brought two runs on each side in the fifth pitch who had lost his head let several slow grounders pass him while conway dropped a fly and muffed two thrown balls errors which coupled with two base hits yielded the knickerbockers four runs in the sixth inning consequently these two worthies were ordered to take positions in the outfield if that's the way you treat a fellow i won't play growled pitch putting on his coat and i want plaster on my head added conway putting on his let's not play any more today said donnell at this juncture we're done up and we might as well give in gracefully before we begin fighting among ourselves the suggestion was good the red clippers beaten in the field outwitted at the bat and jeered up by the crowd were indeed in no condition to continue jones perceived this and wisely concluded to follow donnell's advice thereupon he held a short whispered consultation with tom apart and turning to the score called for the score knickerbocker seven red clippers three were the score tumultuous applause from a sympathetic audience handsprings and handshakes from the victorious players playfair said ryan the captain of the senior club of the college i've been here four years and honestly i've never seen a club better trained than yours you little fellows deserve to win that game you went about it so neatly ryan's words voiced the general opinion tom's training had indeed been successful on one occasion during the game the umpire called will brothers out at second when he was manifestly safe but not by the least word or look did brothers or any one of his side show dissatisfaction so it was during the entire contest while jones and pitch and conway made it disagreeable for the umpire by constant quibbling and growling the knickerbockers to a man cheerfully accepted his every ruling this is but one point of their training but it is a point which i enlarge upon for the simple reason 
that so few college teams set any importance upon it and yet this point if attended to makes baseball a training school for wondrous self-command and gives the game a dignity well befitting a nation's choice End of chapter twenty three recording by maria therese